gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. Okay. You're about to hear the sum of everything that I have within me. Not really. No, I've just spent quite quite a bit of time reading all his head. If he wasn't wearing the beanie right now, Eamon's head would be smoking and sizzling because his brain's been working overtime trying to collate all the information and summarize it all and get it ready for you. I'm doing it all for you. Yeah, for you. You know, if you feel special, no. Uh, so basically, uh, there has been some news bumping around, doing a lot of doing a lot of rounds in the social media, Australian music social media realms uh, over the last few days, relating to a venue named the Tote. The Tote is a venue, uh, legendary live music venue down in Collingwood, in Melbourne. Boo! <laughs> and that's funny for a couple of reasons. <laughs> Swans fan. Swans fan over the weekend. And also Collingwood have just recently sent, today, sent out a statement apologising because Collingwood fans were booing Swans player Buddy Franklin. Franklin. I I mean, this is not, I, why were they doing that? I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's, that's another music news, uh, AFL news, either (laughs) or. Um, I just throw in the boo and I was like, it's funny on a couple of levels. I see, I see. And now we've dissected that. So that's the music news over (laughs) now. The tote is the subject no, of the, the music news. The tote is the subject. It's been around for over 40 years. Legendary venue. So many good bands have graced the stage. People like you and my, Paul Kelly, Huda Gurus, Silverchair, the White Stripes back in the day, um, and a whole bunch of uh, more contemporary bands that you would know and that we would play here on Homebrewed. Um, now, back in March, the co-owners of the Tote, John Perring, Sam Coopery, announced that they're going to be putting the pub, or they had put the pub up for sale, saying that they had no petrol left in the tank uh, to continue running the joint, um, citing the stress of navigating the pandemic, uh, among other things, as the reasons for that. Fair enough. You know, no, no one can force you to run a venue. Um, now, that same month... Shane Hilton and Leanne Chance, who are owners and operators of a nearby venue called The Last Chance, which is another kind of like punk rock and roll venue, they launched a crowdfunding campaign on Posable. Posable is like a crowdfunding platform where if you don't meet your goal, everything like the money doesn't leave anyone's account. So it's only like if you, it's all or nothing. If you don't make it, you know. Which is is probably a good way to go about it because then people are probably more likely to contribute to that because you don't want to contribute to crowdfunding and then it doesn't go anywhere and then you're like, well, am I going to get my money back? Yeah. What's the situation? But if you don't, it doesn't actually leave your account until you reach the goal, then everyone can feel confident that the money's not being wasted. But I think it's really awesome that owners of a nearby venue are supporting them because it could have been a potential opportunity for them to capitalise on some of the the patrons that would have attended uh, the tote as opposed to coming to their venue. But they've actually said, no, the music industry needs multiple venues, which is an issue that we're facing here on the coast and many places around the country have that issue. So it's awesome that they started this crowdfunding off their own initiative to try and help another venue stay afloat. Definitely, definitely. And they, they do really seem to be coming at this from the right in t- uh, intentions. So they, they have basically said they launched this crowdfunding campaign. The valuation of the property was $6 million to $6.6 million. So no small change. Um, they said that they would be able to pull together about half of that asking price thereabouts independently through loans, family, friends, their savings, whatever else, which meant that the target remaining was $3 million. Um, 
Now, the way they were planned to raise that $3 million was via this massive campaign, which was actually supported and encouraged by the Toast itself. And it was selling merch. It was selling memberships to the venue um, where Shane Hilton would actually get your name tattooed if you bought like a lifetime. He has like 800 <laughs> names to get tattooed. Oh, um, God. So through all these kind of ways of like raising revenue and then just donations and they asked people that they knew that had money, you know, who it's, you know, less for them to throw in 10 grand than it is for any anyone like us. Blah, blah, blah. They said in their, their pitch, we're hoping to sell enough merch, good times, and a future to raise the capital needed to purchase both the building and business and save the tote forever. It's a huge task, but we'd hate ourselves forever if we didn't try. So they ran this massive campaign. Um, we were a target of $3 million, and that target of $3 million in pledges from the public was met just before midday on Saturday, just gone to six. Um, this making making it one of the biggest crowdfunding campaigns in history. Um, I think only second. I'm pretty sure second only to Celeste Barber's uh, fundraiser, which raised over 100 million dollars during the bushfires and mm. that massive one. Um, but again, using those two collectively, we have music and the arts contributing so much. That, exactly, exactly. And I mean, the, not to go was, down that rabbit hole once again, but, but it's, it just proves the point. But it also is the whole reason that this venue, that there's been such a rush to save this venue because it's not just saving a venue. Like the expectation is you put something like this up for sale, it's in Collingwood, it's going to get bought, turned into apartments or, mm. you know, like some soulless whatever. Um, and this is this is a place with such a rich history and, and it just shows how important this are to people's lives that they're able to raise $3 million and it does also highlight why we should be trying to protect venues via other means, whether it's, you know, support or licensing or, or like heritage listing or whatever because these are so important to our our own history, um, whether it be history of a suburb or a city or a nation or indiv individual histories and all of those kind of things. Like these are really, really significant. Um, so th this, this crowdfunding campaign went so, so well. And over a number of weeks, they managed to raise $3 million, which is just remarkable. Um, everyone was celebrating uh, when the pledge of $3 million was met on Saturday. Um, Shane and Leanne said, we just want to say thank you, uh, every single one of you. Make sure that the live music venue can live forever. Really, really inspiring stuff. It's not the walls that need protecting, but what happens within them, um, which is really nice. Now, around the same time as champagne bottles uh, are being popped, um, the owners of the Tove shared a statement on the Tote social media. They they celebrated the campaign. They thanked those that had pledged and they reaffirmed that the asking price was $6.65 million. Not now, the $6 million that had been raised. Right, right. Not the $6 million that had been raised. It was six point six five. This was, um, they said, based on the land value and backed by a recent independent valuation. Um, so as a result, the shortfall between the asking price and the $6 million that the last chance had managed to raise, um, the, the totes current owners said the venue has not yet been secured and was still for sale. They've said... For context, the asking price allows for the mortgage or liabilities and the current owners to be paid out fairly. As a way of background, the tote has refinanced several times to get through the pandemic, the cost of which is factored into this price. It wouldn't be here today if these steps hadn't been taken to get the tote through the crisis. Hence, the reserve price was set to be fair but also realistic. 
The price, they say, is possibly even conservative by some measures. Um, the Toad is open to such a discussion and also keen to make this sale occur. In the meantime, by necessity, the Tote remains for sale until an agreement can be reached. Um, discussions will continue in good faith with last chance, so stay tuned is what they said. And, and last chance, they said that it wasn't the walls that needed protecting, but what happens within them, which is what we're talking about, how it's crucial that it remains a music venue and not turned into hotels or accommodation or whatever it is. Um, they said, for us, this is just half the battle. We hope that we can be the custodians that the tote deserves. But doesn't look like at the moment they're going to be. And obviously when you crowdfund $3 million and another venue sources $3 million out of their own pocket and from family and other loans or whatever, however they got the extra $3 million and then turn around and go, actually, no, it's still for sale. You're going to cop a little bit of backlash. Yeah, and I think the the people's frustrations with this, I mean, they've copped a lot of backlash, like like an, an incredible amount of backlash for it. And I think that it doesn't revolve around necessarily the price itself. It's more that, like, they were aware the whole time that $3 million could be raised by the last chance owners and that when they needed another $3 million from the public. The target was $3 million. They were encouraged them, them to meet that target of $3 million. Yeah, so at, there was at no point did they say, "Oh, what about the extra six hundred and fifty thousand?" Exactly, they they didn't. So people are feeling really aggrieved because they're just in their eyes trying to get a little bit more cash out of it. And they'd suggested, you know, maybe private investors, maybe government could come on board to fill that shortfall, whatever. Blah blah blah. What complicates this further is that the tote. I, I believe was bought for nowhere near that price years ago. And of course you put a lot of money into a venue, no denying that. And then also people are bringing up that the tote had been caught on two separate occasions, not paying its staff super over the last 10 years. Um, which also means that public opinion doesn't necessarily shift in the way uh, of the tote. Um, the backlash actually got to such a point that there was a hardcore band playing down there, um, Uncle Geezer. They were booked to play the tote on the Saturday. What a name. Now, they walked out on the tote. They played one note and then just said, that's all you're effing going to get, blah, 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 um, you know not happening, uh, express their unhappiness with how the Toad had handled this fundraising exercise. They then wow. spruced their show that they had the next day or the next week at the last chance, the venue that was trying <laughs> to buy it, and then someone mysteriously bought all of the tickets to that show to make it free. Um, so then everyone could go and see that band again for free at the other venue. Um, so wow, that's <laughs> a statement. It is a statement. So it's um, it's been really all over the place, but I, I think, you know, like center, central to it all is this like live music and music community that has managed to raise so much for something that is clearly so important. Um, and they're feeling so, so aggrieved that um, nowhere along this journey was it mentioned that, that wasn't actually going to be enough. Um, and they're, they're kind of like, well, you know, we just managed to raise $3 million. Surely you can sell it to us for that amount. Um, so it's ongoing, but all that said, uh, Hilton, uh, Shane Hilton and Leanne Chance, the owners of the, of the last chance that want to buy it, have said they will deal with whatever else arises during negotiations. They said it's an amazing example of what this community does. Um, I can't express the admiration I have for everyone there. It's blown my mind. We'll sit down with John and Sam and try and get the sale through. Shane Hilton has said he is certain an agreement can be reached and he is 100% confident we'll be the new custodians of the tote. Now, if you're out there wondering, like, 
what about these people buying it? What happens to $3 million they're getting to buy it? Are they just funding a venue purchase? Now, not going to happen. What they want to do when they purchase it is to actually put it into the hands of a trust, which has like a board of directors and all these kind of things so that it is literally owned. Uh, and then and then Shane and Leanne being the kind of custodians of it, but not owning it or being able to like sell it down the track. They're basically trying to lock it up in a way that it can never be sold and that it'd be managed by a trust. Um, so they're not, the community money will stay in the venue. It won't get sold or, or siphoned out to other people. Um, Very so, much yeah. doing it the right way and doing it in the way that would be best served for those who have paid collectively $3 million to keep this venue afloat. So I think it would be not definitely not a controversial thing to say that I hope that they do end up purchasing the venue because it sounds like they're going to do all the right things with it. Indeed, indeed. And we can only hope that they can uh, reach some kind of agreement with the sale. But, yeah, if you've been seeing stuff about the tote and you've been wondering, I hope that answered your questions. A very good breakdown. Homebrewed. Get it all at www.homebrewed.au. Why is it not your internet homepage right now? Yeah, if it's not, I, I don't see any other reason why you would need to use the internet other than to access <laughs> our content. And if there is another reason, I'd like you to email it to me and I can deem whether it's worthy or not. And that email can be found at www.homebrewed.au.